up the shit. Do we have any corrections, omissions, or announcements? Announcements were amazing. You can make that announcement. <laughs> omissions, nothing. Announcements, we got it. <laughs> corrections, how dare you? <laughs> we're perfect. Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 75, The Rain Wilds Chronicles, book three, City of Dragons, uh, chapters 13 through the epilogue. We're at the end. I'm Rachel, and I am a rereader. I'm Alyssa, and I am a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a new reader. I'm Eli, and I'm a new reader. I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader that doesn't have a lot of self-control, so I'm just a little bit ahead. I have read the beginning of the next one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Elena, and I'm a new reader who has no time to uh, read ahead. <laughs> Fair. We are giving you every experience that we possibly can without reading all of the books completely out of order, looking at you 65% of the rote uh readership it's me which blows my mind i just don't understand how that could i would be i feel like you'd just miss out or you'd be confused at times i don't know nope just rolled well, with it i think people just go to bookstores and they think i'm gonna read this and they just pick it up and it's like what uh, are there okay, other to books be, to be fair like while the, while i think the covers of the books clearly like mark part of whatever trilogy like you know part of the um uh, you know farseer trilogy they don't like say part of this series and you know yes but we're the fantasy aisle we know how this works (laughs) (laughs) they don't always start the whole thing there's never just one you pick it up and you look up the author and you go is this the first book in a series yeah are there more trying to figure out what the first one is is, and, and then another 25 trying to figure out has this series been finished yet because I at least refuse to buy a series that is incomplete because I don't like cliffhangers and mm. I'm just like you know what I'll just wait and I'll if I still want to read it in two to three to five years when the series 20. is finished then I'll buy them um, okay. I'm just happy that we've got one more book where I don't have to try to pronounce rereader rereader I am reading these you books could, again. Well, Salt it. You could just say, like, I am Eli, I'm reading this again, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to come up with my own saying. You could I'm say, a just phrase. for this. If you were very small, you could say you were a wee reader. <laughs> He's not small. He's this small. is my He's first tall. time reading it for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to mailbag. Uh, first up, we have uh, email from Dylan. And it says, let me just make sure this says no spoilers because I didn't actually do my job. Uh... Okay, yes. All right, Dylan. Dylan agrees with me about this whole uh, Cooper's family thing. 
It says, hi, BKR. Just finished chapter 10, and the revelation that Leftrin is related to Rain kind of comes out of nowhere. I've read the whole <laughs> Rote series before, and somehow I just forgot completely about this detail. And I think I forgot because of how random and meaningless it is. Am I forgetting something, or does it never really come up again? <laughs> Pretty sure so. it's like just so that, you know, they could put the baby on the boat. Convenient. Yeah. <laughs> The Cooper's family makes live ships. I didn't think they had one. And Leftrin seemingly doesn't have a last name. So he's not a Cooper's, I don't think. It just feels like this detail introduces more questions than it answers. I agree. I agree, Dylan. Mm -hmm. Leftrin best. I think it's just down to, like, everyone's related to the ten people who got lost in the swamp. (laughs) I was going to say, it's very, it's, like, very southern of that, you know, like... You know, I live in the mm-hmm. South. I've lived in the South forever. And it's very like, oh, yeah, they're my cousin. Like, because you have yeah. 35 cousins that are all, you know, families that Everybody's have always lived in the cousins. same city. Oh, yeah. yeah. He didn't specify what kind of cousin. He could have been, like, a third cousin, like, four times removed or something, you know. Right. A second cousin. Yeah. 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 They're kin. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's kin. The Rainwilds <laughs> does not experience brain drain. They are, you're, you're there for life. people do not go to college and then leave they they stay it's to me there should be like more like interfamily politics and like straight up murders going on so people could get their hands on a live ship if everyone's actually related because you could be like that live ship i could take it if i wanted it (laughs) but they don't they're all just so nice to each other well but it's the bingtown families that actually have the live ships the uh the Rainwilders didn't they just sold them the, the wizard wood and worked it they didn't actually right there but Leftrin's related there are some live ships from the Rainwilds. yeah that's where they started I mean, that's why is Tarman he related is like... or is he related like is he like third cousin here's the key detail it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, there you go. Which is technically a spoiler, so thanks for that, Dylan. <laughs> this plot thread JK does Dylan, not come up you. again. <laughs> All right, next up is mail from TJ, uh, and it says, "Hey, y'all, there are no spoilers in here, so I'm going to read it." It says, I've been meaning to write in since I started listening last year, but it's taken me a bit to get caught up, and then life got in the way, the normal stuff. This podcast literally makes the beginning of my week brighter. Thanks for listening to us on a Monday, because I checked the stats on a Wednesday, and that's helpful. The only other person I know who has read this series to completion is my father. I introduced him to uh, to it years ago, and he still utters, we are pack, to his cat as she follows him around the Which house. is the cutest Aww. fucking thing ever. I also did the lovely What Wrote Character Are You quiz and got Amber while I was overworked and depressed last year and got Verity this year after some much-needed therapy. And I don't know if there's any correlation. I feel I also... like it should be the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Certainly. I also forced my friends to do the quiz drunkenly over Zoom a couple weeks ago. I can't remember completely, but I am 90% sure someone got fennel, so it is an option. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Fantasy books are my escape from endless school and my great but mostly horrible job testing client water samples for cyanide. Thanks for keeping us safe. Um, I am waiting for y'all to start the Fitz and the Fool trilogy before I start my third reread. In the meantime, I'm finally picking up the Stormlight Archives. (laughs) Shout out to me and Jenny for our endless terrible Stormlight Archives jokes. And also reliving the Dragon books through your guys' hilarious commentary. Thanks for being who you are. You all feel like my long lost friends. TJ. Aww. Thanks, Aww. TJ. And then TJ, uh, also a 
uh, appended a picture of their, I guess, university, but it's where they shot the X-Men movies, so fuck. That's pretty cool. It's really nice looking. They slap on an extra 10K, 10K intuition for that. <laughs> I don't, well, this is Canada. Do they charge? Oh, maybe they don't. I don't know. You just, anybody, you can just be a part of it. You can be an X-Men for free. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they do in Canada for I don't either. Loans. Don't Tell us, either. did you have to pay for that? We're American. Why would we know? Why would we know? Everything costs we money. Do, we don't know anything outside of our country. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm barely educated, despite the fact that I have three degrees. So, <laughs> um, And then finally, we have third mail from Abby. Uh, I will read the first part, and then we're going to do the second part in spoilers. So the first part is uh, titled Bird Mail from Abby. Hi, everyone. I wanted to reach out and tell you that I love your podcast. I live in the rural Midwest, and it's hard to find others who love fantasy books like me, and I feel like I finally found my people. I want to try and make a trip to a con once things open up again. Which conventions are your favorites? Any you'd specifically recommend for first-timers? <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on what you're interested in, because there's a lot of different kinds of cons. And a lot of different kinds of con experiences, for sure. I've only ever gone to Dragon Con. I've gone many years, but it's the only one that I've personally ever been to. But you guys go to some other Well, ones. you went to Star Wars Celebration, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess I don't think of that as, like, con and, like, nerd con world. But I guess it is very nerdy. Yeah, and Star Wars, con, super so. normal, mainstream <laughs> I have also thing. been to Star Wars Celebration. Well, I mean, that's, like, <laughs> that's, that's more of a specific con. It's like going to Con of Thrones or something. Yes. Versus a generic con. A specific con. So yeah, I think let's let's say that Abby, we know Abby likes fantasy novels. So what would we recommend based on that? I mean, honestly, I of what I've gone to, I would recommend Dragon Con just because there is a big kind of a fantasy element to at least the panels there incorporate that to some degree that's true there's a lot of yeah what else i've gone to is more like either mainstream or anime or party related and if you if you want to be more like mainstream is maybe what they're looking for yeah and if you want to meet robin hobb i would say go to emerald city comic-con because she's always there (laughs) (laughs) i got a convention to her (laughs) yeah and I, I would one one thing I would add about Dragon Con is um, it can be really overwhelming because yes. um, it's kind of an all day all night con. It's packed into a really small space. There's a, kind of a lot of ins and outs to navigating the spaces, navigating the like hotel bookings and things like that. Whereas something like Emerald City, it's downtown in Seattle, but it's it, but it's at the big convention center there. Um, so it's sort of centrally located, and it's also only during the day. Um, so it, and there's going to be a lot more hotel options. Like they have host hotels, but then there's also everything else right there in downtown Seattle. Yeah, it's definitely cheaper. Um, yeah, so you know, it, I would say my suggestion really would be to like look for any of the the kind of mid to big cons that are either a city where you feel comfortable traveling um, or you have like someone to go with or something like that. Um, because any any con above a certain size is going to start getting some sort of like name recognition authors. 
Um, another option might be to find like the authors you really love and see if they're going to be at a specific con. Yeah, that's, uh, that was going to be my second suggestion. Yeah. yeah the, the first con I ever went to, I don't I have no idea if it's even still a thing. It was Armadillo Con in Austin. And that's specifically focused on science fiction and fantasy writers rather than being like a cosplay con or um, a general media you know sort of focused con so that i actually got to you know meet my favorite author and it was amazing and you know it's just really small and intimate um so there might be something like that that's kind of close to you that would also especially if you're looking more for like the book side of things satisfy that if you're looking more for like i want to go see all like the costumes and the razzle dazzle then just find <laughs> the biggest con in the place yeah. that you're comfortable going to mm-hmm. um and I don't, I, yeah, I, we don't know where you're from, Abby. So uh, email us again if you need any more specifics. <laughs> I think between all of us, we've been to a lot. So we could probably pinpoint something for you. Uh, and that is it for mail. We'll do the second part of that email uh, in spoilers. Next up is we're going to start chapter 13. Who's reading it for me? All right, chapter 13, Second Thoughts, written by Rachel and read by me, Elena. Tweeters, Detozi has sent some mail to Rael. It's a recipe for smudge to burn in the pigeon coops to rid them of this vile lice that Kim bred. Huzzah! But Detozi has also received reports of non-guild birds seen flying, and that kind of FedEx nonsense can't stand. And with energy much like de Blasio eating a burger at 9.30 in the morning, the quarantine <laughs> is ending, I guess. Also, hot goss? The Tarman is back, but the Runaways aren't with it, so who knows who will get all that reward money. P.S. I'm getting married tomorrow! (laughs) Thymara wakes up with the critical detail of Rapscal's limbs draped over her body and immediately thinks, God damn it, why did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) Why what, Thymara? Why did you feel like you were hot and Rapscal was hot and go for it? She devotes one sentence of thought to pregnancy scare, which is a relief, because while it's a real fear, it isn't what I want to read about for the next several thousand pages. Thymara gets up and raids the closet for one of those sweet elderling robes. Rapscal is doing that confident post-sex thing some people do what with all the staring and the casual nudity, but Thymara thinks they should just put clothes on and stop looking at each other. She's hungry. I'm hungry. She says to Rapscal like a dragon expecting a little soup. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm hungry, she says to Rapscal, like a dragon expecting a little soup. And Rapscal's like, yeah, me too, but the dragons are busy and we're stuck here. Let's explore. Let it be known, Thymara puts Rapscal in a brown robe to set off his redness instead of allowing (laughs) Rapscal to choose a red robe, which would have been too much. I approve. While exploring, they find some more elderling clothes and furniture and shit that makes me start doing math in my head. And you know what, Rachel? Just give up. They make their stuff out of dragon danger for whatever. It's never going to break down. Who cares how long it's been? The buildings stand. The velvet poofs are poofy. The clothes are fine. Here's their money. But that one string on that one necklace is dirt. Now. Now happy? (laughs) Rapscal remarks that Centauro will grow will grow quickly now that she's flying and hunting, and Thymara is momentarily sad that the dragon, who disdains her presence, doesn't need her anymore. She would never develop a bond with her like the one Rapscal had with Hebe. They wander to the river and have a semi-romantic lunch of barely identifiable river stuff, like limpets, what the fuck is a limpet, and Thymara worries out loud if she's pregnant and Rapscal says something absolutely fucking inane instead of, I promise to stick by and help, which made me hate him a little, but shout out to more evidence that this is a romance novel with the whole we did it six times last night convo. 
Dang. <laughs> Scenes shift to Rain and Malta aboard the tar man doing the parent thing that Thamara is trying to avoid. And Rain is delivering his day's report to Malta since she can't leave the boat. While shopping, Rain managed to procure some absolutely dog shit birds from Kim. Guess we'll find out if live ships are resistant to lice. Malta is obviously worried and anxious to get to the dragons ASAP to help their baby. Tarman is doing what he can, but it's really more of a stabilization than a cure. They name the baby Ephron, Fron for short, which I personally disagree with, and Malta compares him to baby Selden, which takes us to... <gasps> Selden, imprisoned, sick, dirty, and trying to convince some curious urchins to help him escape. Oh, but he can't, he's aboard a ship. Well, can he convince one of these ship boys to get him some tea? Hell no, they think he's a demon. Honestly, don't be a born vestrit, haven, whatever, in a hob novel. Holy shit. Uh, who's next? It's Captain Left Turn, and he's been busy loading Tarman with all the cargo he can beg, steal, and buy for a wildly inflated price. We're reminded that Tilliman and Hennessy are char- uh, our character. We're reminded that Sorry. <laughs> Tilliman and Hennessy and char- are characters, and that Left Turn wants to get the hell out of Dodge. In fact, yeah, right now. No more waiting. We're going all aboard. But who is that huffing down to dock? Trader Pulsk and a trail of guardsmen. She wants to talk to Leftron about fulfilling his contract. We won't pay you until you tell us everything you know and let us copy your logbooks. A demand. Uh, I am absolutely positive no ship captain, live or no, would agree to. And Left Lefkin gives them the old left finger, hops on deck, and away <laughs> they go. <laughs> Tarman gives it the heave-ho tail down, and they are paddling back to Kelsingra. <laughs> bye bye fuckfaces. If it's not on board, I don't need it. But someone tell Belle and she's not getting her tea and coffee. I think Hennessy should do it. <laughs> Finally, Hebe is done eating, and Thymara and Rapscal can bum a ride back to camp. Everyone is eager to hear about how they turn the lights on, and what's happening, and Murkor is all, Centaur can fly now, and the rest of you are losers, which is kind of funny, but Murkor can't fly fucking either, so fuck you, Murkor. <laughs> but Tats isn't listening. Tats is busy having a little emotional blackout period fueled by jealousy and disappointment at not getting what he felt entitled to. Somehow he knows by looking at her that Thymara has, quote, given herself to Rapscal, and everything that was supposed to be his isn't. Not even leadership of their little group. How could it be? Ah, yes, here's the self-loathing. He wasn't one of them. He never was. He was never going to be included. No one thinks he pretty or smart or deserving of an elderling robe. Please insert Elise yelling about how Rapscal and Thymara trashed an elderling dig site. But Fenty <laughs> comes in like, shut up, Tads. You don't work for them. You work for me. How am I supposed to get fabulous if you don't uh, put all your energies on feeding me? The scene fades out as Mercor, hearing Rapscal declare to Elise and everyone else that Kelsingra isn't a dead city to be preserved, but a living city for living elderlings, interrupts and says, um, actually, it's a dragon city, and you can all work there, though, for below minimum wage. No worries. <laughs> that was excellent, Elena. Yeah. Thank you. Very good. Especially navigating my complete lack of uh, punctuation. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, just going to drop this. I was I was an English lit major, and I had to study Cormac McCarthy. Oh. Withdrawing. <laughs> so did Thymara had the sex hair? <laughs> I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> it's all like... Sex hair, sex glow, you know. All <laughs> Her boobs maybe, were a little fuller that day. Maybe she was just covered in a lot of hickeys. 
<laughs> Maybe. How does no, she know? just burned herself with her curling iron. It's not a hickey. <laughs> I have no idea what elderling artifacts we found and accidentally turned on. I mean, you think the lights were a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you see what they did with their hair. Why do you think mine looks like this? <laughs> yeah, they activated like a salon, like an automated salon, and like all of, <laughs> like the hands came out and like gave them some like super dorky haircuts that were really cool two thousand years ago. Yeah. Right. Snip snip here, snip snip there, and a couple of bloody dolls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so actually, can I can I nerd for a minute here? Um, so I, I, there's this YouTube channel that I love um, that's about um, like Old Norse Viking language and culture, and one of the episodes was about um, what a, a possible Viking haircut might have been, oh, no. and it was like literally <laughs> yes, it was so weird because it was describing basically somebody with like a chili bowl haircut on top, but then like shaved super high up onto the back of the the head, and it was just like what the fuck kind of hair fashion is this and it was all written in like the marginalia of something like or, or some like stuff about... you can do with knives <laughs> yeah like, right. this, like caution about don't 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 wear this like don't don't shave your head like those raiders do or something like that it's you know i know it's all the fashion among young men but oh. like seriously stop <laughs> don't don't i'm glad that they have the same sartorial problems uh back then as they, <laughs> they do now <laughs> everything's generations but you don't understand dad this is what all the kids are doing <laughs> it's right cool now. man it's cool this is how they wear it exactly i have my jinkos <laughs> god i wanted jinkos so bad what is that i just knew i didn't have the body type for it they were so. very baggy jeans like so baggy that baggy you... is not the word for it they, they were, were like you could fit yourself palazzo in each pants leg. that were like quadruple wides in each leg like out of denim out of denim very yeah, thick were, heavy were... denim if you if you wanted to drown they'd be really great to wear when you <laughs> so got in the water. from zero to yeehaw you're saying they're a yeehaw they're... As long as you, Yeehaw has nothing to do with cowboys yet. I think they're aggressively yeah. suburban. Oh, yeah. I'm not picturing <laughs> these like... right. You'd wear like a really great pocket chain and like yeah. have some spiked hair. And a really small yeah, 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 t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what that's called? Okay, yes. thank you. That was the brand. J-N-C-O? Yeah, J-N-K-O. J-Y-N-C-O. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, well, maybe it was J-N-C-O. It's J-N-C-O. It's been... 20 years <laughs> wow uh fun fact i have pictures of joey wearing wearing those oh. Oh. i need to see them instantly With, please like, black and white platform ska boots yes that is the way to do it if you're gonna wear them wear them right yeah yeah yep commit mm-hmm the yardage the of part. fabric involved, people would always be like, oh, they're expensive. And it's like, yeah, because yeah, there's a shit like ton of really thick of denim. <laughs> they're like so four expensive jeans to make worth those. of fabric. They make, it doesn't matter if you're 12 feet tall, you look three feet tall when you wear them. They're great. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is a very um, extreme uh, width to height ratio. <laughs> <of pants>. Yeah, <laughs> like definitely like way like way wider at the base like there was something triangular about that 
perfect. That's I'm picturing it. It's great. God, um, I'm just looking at photos on Google of it, and it is something that is special. It is. <laughs> They're vile. The pockets are so <laughs> giant too. Um. So, what do we think about the fact that Kim unloaded uh, some of his stanky meat birds on on poor poor Rain? I'm it's just like worried there's nothing that, like, good to say about Kim. Why did the other guys coop? Yeah. I mean, he he was like, oh, these birds will definitely fly back here, even though we know they will not. They yeah, will the, not. the kings, the the plump ones that <laughs> will not they just do their job. Them. Yeah, he was having a flash sale trying to make some money on some <laughs> bullshit inventory for sure. He sold some bullshit to a coopru. That's no good. Mm. Well, he's not a rainwilder. He doesn't know. That's true. Yeah, that's true. He's a he's a a, a tattooed one, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's like drama. And everyone's cousins to someone else. He made he made the wrong move. <laughs> wrong move. Um. So I I so like let. I am happy that Hob put in this kind of secondary storyline with with Thymara and Rapscal and it not being like perfect, it being really kind of complicated and based on impulses and cuz you know what they're like 15 16 years old like it shouldn't mm-hmm. be like this is the best decision I ever made, and here's the rest of my life. It's like, oh shit, I did something on impulse, and now I'm not really, not really navigating this well. And I think yeah. that's kind of interest, an interesting uh, insert into a, a rather YA story. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's definitely like not the normal tone for a YA kind of romance. Um, but I, I actually really appreciated Rapscal because he was like, oh, you're thinking about if your life changed? I know mine just did. So like, I thought he was I mean, like really that was such a line. sweet and romantic. That was such a line. I was like, no, come on, Rapscal. No. It's interesting having a sort of love triangle where the girl is like, I don't know that I really want either of you, but also I kind of do. It's, it's different than the usual. Honestly, the only other book I ever read that was like this was uh, Hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want either of you, but the narrative is forcing me. Exactly. <laughs> I can just imagine that they, they come back and Rapscall's got his arm around Thymara and she's grimacing and Tats looks over and sees sees her grimacing and is just like oh god his arms around her he's not noticing her expression he's just like he's touching her oh god yep (laughs) sorry i'm making my computer stop doing the fan thing um yeah and then he has the whole like (laughs) 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 the little anime vein is just like right over his (laughs) 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 poor tats (laughs) you idiot (laughs) he's like this is i knew this would happen because she went off with him alone and what would happen if i got her off alone obviously we would have done that so clearly she did that with him That's right, it's Tats. Funny that... If only you had just gotten there first. 
That's how right. That it's works. funny that he thinks that, given like the number of times they were off alone hunting, and she's like, "Yeah, we're hunting." <laughs> well, know? if he Dude. had gone someplace with her where there was a bed, maybe he would have better. It wasn't the bed. It <laughs> was know, the tub. A bed. It was the it was the clean bodies. I stand by it. Yes. Okay, everybody was nice. foam mattress. Clean bodies, a nice a nice mattress. How could you not? Relaxed. How could you not? I mean, also really. extreme amounts of privacy, like right. Mm. <laughs> That's important. Yeah, <laughs> like, whole no, city to themselves. No one can just stumble upon you at any second. You know, the and dragons they... are probably disconnected from their brains for the first time. Right, they're off hunting. Months. Yeah, they're off drowsing and heated bliss. Yeah. In, in dragon la la land in the spa downstairs like. <laughs> and i'm sure like you know rapskull snapped his fingers and some sweet tunes started playing on the overhead yes. speakers. <laughs> he had uh, already pre-programmed them because he's definitely oh, yeah. been here before yeah so miguel <laughs> definitely getting in the mood i mean they probably lay down in the bed and start like getting memories from people who were in the bed before a memory it's... bed. Oh, memory foam mattress. I get it now. But a bounce. That was lay a good on one. this bed. Lay on this bed. Get weird memories from people you don't know. Oh god, that sounds awful. It's like you well, already just want to believe that the sheets on the bed have never, like when you're in a hotel, <laughs> never touched anyone else's body but mine. They're brand new. Yeah, these are not used. <laughs> now there's proof. Um, so then they get clothes, they pick up some loot, obviously, because this is a video game. You can't go anywhere without loot. You started loot. to say Lou, and I was like, what? <laughs> Never mind. They have a giant toilet with them. It's great now. No, I was thinking lube, but that's fine. Oh, uh, or lube. <laughs> I'm... My brain is much more G-rated than I think people give me credit for. Um, uh, and then, of course, we we uh, do the shift to Rain and Malta, who are, you know, just kind of like hanging out with their kid and then randomly naming it because that's the scene for naming the kid. I don't like Fraun. It makes me. Think what of is Fraun? What is that? What is that? It's it doesn't short even... for Efren. Fraun. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Like you have to put effort into saying that. It's harder to say Fraun than it is to say Efren. Like, do, why do didn't they go with think of? F? It made me think of right <laughs> Effie or something. Like, oh no. It made me think but of that. That's okay. Scene. So Efren was not Malta's dad, though. It was her grandfather. Was her and grandfather. there was a weird line that says my father was called that. And I was like, did she make a typo? She totally did. Wow. <laughs> if Robin Hobb doesn't know who the fuck their their, their dad is, then I don't have does to know Does really either. say that? I didn't know it, it does. It does. First, yeah. first it says grandfather. My, uh, he, he says, how about Efren? And she says, after my grandfather. And then they're like what can we call him you know for short and she's like fraun because that's what my father used to be called when he was little or something i'm gonna type fraun in because obviously that's not gonna come up very many times that's so (laughs) there we go name him after my grandfather Uh, then the middle name is bendir efren bendir kuprus he will be fraun until he grows into it it was what my father was called as a boy 
Yes, what a great nickname yep. for Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, uh, you know, fine. It's just proof that whenever she thinks of them, she just thinks of them all as, like, the same character. <laughs> <laughs> just like me. I don't care. Well, really, it's proof that she thinks of Malta as... Um... Althea's sister and not her niece. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. No more emails from the people. Corrections not needed. It's an it's canon. It's printed. What, are you gonna fight me? <laughs> <laughs> I like to think it just means that Kyle was that forgettable <laughs> <laughs> that even the author did not care to remember him. <laughs> Speaking of, we now have Selden, who is. Uh, She's doing great. What? Poor Selden. He's just not I having mean, a good time. You know what happens when Robin Hobb needs you for something later, but not right now? You get tortured? <laughs> you get tortured. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't died yet. I mean, he's got that up on pits. But yeah, yeah. woohoo. Just being eaten alive. It's no fun. one. No one was trying yeah. to sell fits for parts. Just so getting chunks of your shoulder taken out for a little snack time later. Oh, poor Bob. I mean, I don't think there's one Vestrit that hasn't been like fully traumatized in horrific yes. ways. Yeah. Yes. Just fully. In fact, I think I'm. I'm actually happy for Efren. Efren is a Cooper's. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Life will maybe go maybe the buck the stops there. Who knows? <laughs> no, because he'll just be known as Fron Vestrit for the rest of his life. Fron. Well, he's currently your being name? kept Fron. alive by a ship, so I don't think he's doing that well. That is true, but he's a baby. He won't remember. <laughs> yes, but they need to rely on dragons to make him feel better. It will go great. <laughs> One of the dumb dragons will be like, yeah, I'll help you, sure. Yeah, and then they'll just do it wrong, and then he'll be screwed. Have some of my blood. Yeah, they're not really used to shaping, like, bebés. I feel that he could get very stretched out. <laughs> like, <Ooh. laughs> like Relta will come along and be like, here's my blood, and then it'll just go, go very, very wrong. <laughs> He'll just turn into Chet and Weird Science when he's <laughs> the giant blob. <laughs> oh man, Chet, I love it. Uh, but may, or maybe starting when they're a baby instead of as like a semi-adult is actually better because the maybe. the body can like grow into the changes. You know, more mm. directly. Maybe he'll get a tail. A huge, like, tail. Yes, yeah. like an alligator. <laughs> Big tail. A galator. <laughs> Say a galator. Wag it around when he dances. It'll just be swaying back behind him. Oh, that'd be so cute. <laughs> what you can't see is I'm dino dancing in my chair right now. And dino dancing <laughs> is when you very slowly wag your hips from left to right like you're swinging your big giant tail behind you at a party. Which you can do if you decide to cosplay at a convention, Abby. <laughs> Pick something with a big tail. Uh, then, of course, uh, Leftrin is fleecing everyone in Kasserik and loading up in the middle of the night <laughs> as fast as he can. Getting the fuck out. I love it. He's like, is that going to get on in time? And they're like, well, we're trying. He's like, I don't know if it's going to make it. We might just have to cut it off. Like... <laughs> everyone's like are we leaving he's like yep I'm, I'm thinking we might actually just leave right now Everybody is everyone on, the boat. on board get on the boat 
Get out of the boat. Time to stand up. Get out of the boat. (laughs) He's just like waving everyone on. He's just like, get on. There's a whistle. But very casually, like there's urgency in his eyes, but he can't tip off anybody else, you know? Have you ever seen videos? (laughs) Have you ever seen videos of people who are just about to be left by a cruise ship? <laughs> and it's this enormous, humongous boat that's just like making a lot of noise, and everyone's hanging out of the windows, and they're all screaming at these like poor, you know, people in like cargo shorts and flip flops running down the dock. <laughs> and then there's like they're not allowed to go. There's like nothing. They have to go up these weird rope ladders, and it's what if you're old? I know. Then you fall you in the left. water and you die, and that's your. I guess you. <laughs> I guess you get left. And that's what you get for wearing cargo shorts. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're supposed to wear Jonkos. Right. Uh, and then finally, um, I think we uh, Hebe is eating and flying and Centara's not. I guess it is kind of sad that like Centara's fully like independent now. Or so she thinks <laughs> she can hunt. Can she clean herself, though? I don't know. Wait till yeah, I mean, she only... uh, gets an arrow stuck in her wing like Tintaglia. Right? Rookie move. We now see what happens <laughs> when you leave your keepers behind. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I was going to say, the only reason it's, um, you know, that they're all worried about it is that uh, Centara hasn't figured out humans are actually useful yet. When she figures that out, she'll be back. Oh, mm-hmm. my keeper was the best. She, that bitch is taking me back. Right? <laughs> right? And especially because, like, all the other dragons are immediately like, well, if she's not busy, <laughs> she, can I, I get her to do some stuff for me? Yeah. All right. Uh, next up is Jenny, who no one will be reading for. I'm too self-conscious for that. <laughs> I would have to leave. <laughs> So chapter we, we love and support you for drawing that boundary. So good job. Yeah. So get <laughs> out. I'm reading it. <laughs> you finished here. No, I, mean, I can get, go. So, but so I get after it. Get to go. To... I don't. No, don't go. <laughs> no, it's not worth it. <laughs> no one can do it like you, Jenny. It's just, true. Just do it oh, for God. sure. Okay, so chapter fourteen is called shopping. So, bird mail, the pandemic is improving, numbers are dropping, and the vaccinated birds are now free to go maskless. Hooray! <laughs> uh, also, Eric and Detozi are finally wet, and they're planning a move back to Bingtown, which Detozi is dreading, because unlike the birds, she's going to have to wear a mask to hide her lizardy bits. My question is, does Kelsinger need a bird keeper? Because I think they'd fit right in. Speaking her of Bingtown... lizardy bits, I'm sorry. That's, that, <laughs> nobody else laughed, and that shit was hilarious. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Bingtown, we're back with the delightful Hest and his father. Trader Finbok is exasperated with his overgrown teenager of a son, and Hest is doing his very best to maintain control of the conversation and provoke his father every chance he gets, because it makes him feel good after his brush with death and humiliation. At least he's taking control of that Chalcedian problem, though with the assassin he's hired to take care of the man, he comes highly recommended by the number of earrings in his ears marking each person he's killed. Cool. Anyway, so Hest's dad is basically like, I've seen your browser history, everyone knows you're gay, and that's probably why your wife left you, but you still gotta, <laughs> you still got the family reputation to uphold, plus there's that whole possible claim to Kelsinger and all that arable land that I need you to secure. 
And since Hest has been all bogged down with conspiracy theories about Cedric and Elise and Chalcedi and threats, this is the first time he's considered this whole Kelsinger thing and what it could mean for him. His dad points out that through Elise and Cedric, they might have something like one-fifteenth of a claim on Kelsinger and all it contains, so he better book himself passage on a ship and get there fast and get the two of them back on side. Oh, and he's not allowed to take his replacement boy toy Redding with him. Then his mother comes in and she's clearly an enabler. She thinks he... She just thinks he must be so distraught over Elise leaving him and Cedric's betrayal, and clearly she's not as in the know as her husband, or willfully ignores it. She just wants him to go and win her back, and definitely blames uh, Elise for their lack of an heir. She also still seems to be upset that he married Elise at all, because she'd been planning on playing matchmaker herself with all of the eligible women of Bingtown. She still could, but Hest really doesn't want a replacement wife, so he convinces her that he chose Elise and he needs to make peace with her first. And with that, they head off to the mall for some shopping, as the chapter title suggests. Hess wants to, Hess actually wants to do as his father suggests and go and book passage on a ship first, but his mother says he really needs to know when his new wardrobe will be ready. Uh, so they gotta do that first. So as they're walking through the shops, Hess spots the unmistakable profile of the Chalcedian who threatened him and attacked him, and whoops, that many-earinged assassin he hired earlier did not do his job very well. In order to escape, Hest asks to go to the tea shop first instead of his tailor, and then switches course and asks to go to the Rainwild Street instead. And I'm just wondering if Amber's shop is still there. Um, <laughs> anyway, he thinks he's lost him, and they get on with their shopping. At the tea shop, he buys uh, a supply of several varieties and has them delivered to his home. He also lets his mother buy him a whole new wardrobe, but keeps, keeps the gift receipts so he can exchange it all later for what he wants. His mother also picks out a bunch of gaudy scarves and cheap sparkly jewelry for Elise because that's all she thinks of her. <laughs> um, when he gets home later, he has to do some organizational tasks and decides that he kind of misses Cedric in that regard. Chad then brings him that tea that was delivered, but it tastes strange, and I feel like maybe he should employ a taster. Chad comes in later and brings a new package for him and more tea, and Hess wonders if the tea shop had accidentally doubled his order, but uh-oh, he's got a rumbly tummy. He opens the new package and out tumbles an ear with multiple piercings and oh, uh-oh, the Chalcedian has sent him a note as well asking if he enjoyed his tea and reminds him that he can at any time kill him. Seems her dear delightful Hest has been poisoned. What a shame. Poison him again! <laughs> <laughs> I, like, what is, what is the point of this chapter? I'm like, yes, kill Hest. No, we're not killing Hest? Do it. I love the the beginning bit with his dad because his dad obviously is like puts him in his place and he, it's just like wow you're incompetent. Here's this obvious thing that you could be exploiting. It was interesting. His mind's not on the money. He's not on that money mind. <laughs> no, he's just too busy spinning theories about Cedric and also kind of missing him, but not the Cedric that actually talked back to him. Only the one that did, as he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not actual Cedric, just, you know, construct love bot Cedric. <laughs> I'm actually yeah, shocked it, that mean... he thinks of him at all. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because he's like, well, this is not being done for me. Why is this not being done for me? Oh, that's because right. Cedric isn't here. Oh, well, damn, I guess he was useful for something. Uh, and then he goes shopping. I mean, I guess it's a nice way to get a look at Bingtown. Yeah, it was a nice little mall madness event. <laughs> I feel like this chapter cemented him as more of like a trust fund kid than a 
businessman. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This He's whole like, oh, mommy wants to buy me a... some new clothes. I'll go with her, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, and it, it, this this whole like myth that Cedric had like spun up that they are business partners and they go to Chalced and like you know negotiate deals and make money it's like do you or do you just go on vacation <laughs> yeah they negotiate mm-hmm. deals in their pants <laughs> <laughs> well and, and also like the fantasy cedric had about hest ever ever leaving like Mm-mm. no clearly like clearly he, he wouldn't would never. know how because this he's yeah. not even able enough to like buy himself a ticket to get yeah, he's like the person whose you know housekeeper quits and is like has no clean underwear and cannot for the life of them figure out how to <laughs> use the washing machine. You know, all the like... lights are on because they don't know how to turn them off. How do I? Do I liked that? when I liked when his father referred to Hest partying in her house as in Elisa's house, and he was like, "What? No, it's my house." <laughs> it's like, nah, bitch, it's my house. Well, it's her. It's her house. It's in her. It's in the contract. yep yep and then he gets a little poison just to show just to prove that he can that's a dune level thing and i enjoy it (laughs) not the ear though that's gross yeah that was this is the second body part he's received in the mail (laughs) yeah that's a lot of body parts (laughs) like (laughs) And he didn't even get the earrings out of it. He just got holes. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing else to say about Hest. I did like when he was like, and I'll be taking Redding with me. And his father's like, no. No. (laughs) I'm not paying for Redding, too. (laughs) If, you're, if a man goes chasing his wayward wife, he goes alone. <laughs> uh, okay. Next. 15. We can go next. This could be a short episode. Go for it. All right. Chapter 15, Strange Bedfellows. In Burb News, from Eric to Rael, Eric's uh, underappreciating boss finally recognizes his hard work and brains, which means he's not getting a raise, but his bird license is getting transferred to Treehog. And one man's lateral move is another man's promotion because Eric is asking Rael to fill his spot in Bangatown. Uh, we open the chapter on Tarman, with Bellin pulling Lefton aside not to talk about hot goss because Bellin minds her own business and is not one to stick her nose in others' affairs. But she's just there to talk about some very warm rumor theory and not hot goss. There's a sickness <laughs> on this barge, and it's love sickness. That old whore Hennessy is in love with the Tillaman, not to be confused with the Tillaman. And well... <laughs> It's crazy, but maybe Leftern should just, like, make sure that the whole thing doesn't implode because Rich versus Poor and such. Also, while we're talking about not gossip, can we talk about Skelly wanting to break an engagement to be with the Dragon Boy? Leftern gets annoyed about all this lovesickness going about for being accused of not knowing the goss on his own barge. How dare they? <laughs> we jump over to Hest and his idiot lover, who are traveling up the river on the impervious ship. Redding has seasickness, despite the fact that they are not on a sea. 
Also, Hess hates him so much it's amazing. It's a match made in heaven. <laughs> and poor Hest is suffering. He's in a small cabin with boring food and no entertainment. Oh, life is just the worst. But then again, his life acts, it's not like that great because, you know, he was just poisoned. And we get more details on the poisoning. And the Chalcedian was actually there in his home when it happened and wanted to watch him die. And Hess barfed all over the place and shit the rug. And <laughs> while the Chalcedian taunted him with a potential antidote, which was great. And so to try to save himself, he licked the man's boots, conceding to his new quote, master. But the joke's on him because the antidote was just plain ass water. Sucker. <laughs> So, <laughs> alas, Hess gets to live after all this humiliation so that he can fulfill his duty of delivering the gifts to Sinead and Begasti. Sadly, <laughs> the only thing that brings Hess to any comfort in all this is the thought of finding Cedric and serving him up a taste of his own humiliation and finding Elise and holding her hostage in her marriage so that he can get elderly rich. What a guy. Some terrific pig. <laughs> Redding interrupts these thoughts by stating that he has some hot goss, too. Some folks on the deck said that they had seen Tintaglian Icefire flying. Maybe over said, Maybe not. When? Can't be sure. In what direction? They didn't have a compass. Hot goss in its pierced form. All headline, no substance. <laughs> Back on the Tarman, Leftern is really fucking sick of Rain's Are We There Yet routine. The boat is trying as hard as he can, and they've yet to shake that other impervious ship that's been tailing them. As Leftern is plotting the murder of those pirating bastards, and okay, he doesn't say he's going to murder them, but we know what he's thinking. He claims he doesn't want to have a high murder count, but honestly, I just don't believe him. And so he's hoping that the elements will just do their job and take them out instead. Rain points out that even if they manage to outrun the, <coughs> you know, murder, <coughs> outrun, <coughs> murder, these guys... There will be plenty more where that came from. But Leftern is optimistic that their gang of lanky teens and beefed up dragons will catch them all off their guard. We jump over to the invalid Duke of Chalced. He's gazing upon the five men that were just killed for daring to not have dragon jimmies. The Duke tells his men to clean the room of their bodies and clean their houses, which does not sound good for their families. Then we're given some horrifying graphics of men who slither into the room and take all the dead bodies and, like, eat the skin and they, like, rob them of their stuff, whatever they have. And it's all really upsetting. That's all I can really say about it. And then that made me think of the wheelies from Return to Oz, which is also yes. deeply troubling to me. <laughs> yeah. I find that to be very troubling, and so now I'm just ruined. The Duke decides to go for a palin... I can't say this word... Palankin. 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 There we go. Palankin ride to the garden. But something's up. It's quiet. It's too quiet. He thinks his daughter might be in on it. And we get a little backstory of her three dead husbands that she very clearly killed. And why wouldn't she? Men and Chelsea treat women like shit, so I can't blame anyone who pulls the Lorena Bobbitt here or there or takes it a bit further. <laughs> Anyways, the Duke arms himself quite pathetically, waiting for a sneak attack that surely awaits him. But JK, it's just Alec, and he needed some privacy to make a proposal. Turns out that Chasm started a femzine and is rallying the lady <laughs> troops to overthrow the Duke and take the throne. I like her style. Alec found out from his wife, who subsequently is now dying. Mm-hmm, okay. So, I mean, she probably is dying, but, like, not of cancer. She's dying because he's fucking <laughs> killing her. So here's the plan. Alec has this dragon jerky, and there's more where that came from, and the Duke can have it, but only if he agrees to give Chasm to Alec as his next wife. That way he can impregnate her against her will, and when the Duke dies, because he gonna, 
Ellis will get the throne. Upon this proposal, the Duke tastes the jerky, and wouldn't you know that in addition to its robust mesquite flavor, it also makes the light brighter, and he can almost crumple a paper in his hand. Sold! It's a deal! It's a deal! <laughs> and if it's not, he'll just kill him. With his crumpled, half-crumpled paper his little tiny weak hand. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot happened. There's a, like everything. They couldn't have broken this up between 14 and 15. They had to smash they. She had no, to smash all of this into novel. one fucking uh, chapter. No, chapter four. The last like full chapter of the book. Entirely different book. <laughs> That's it. That's where you get it. I just like that she was like, oh shit, I didn't do this scene with Hest. So oh, I'm going to do a like, flashback in, like, in another yeah. scene. <laughs> yeah. Because it was more exciting to just end it with oh no i've been poisoned than to actually do the whole thing I guess. <laughs> right yeah right but, by the way <laughs> but you know just... she wanted that like that like reveal where he's like alive and like sitting on a ship and you're like wait you were poisoned you know <laughs> then we get a tedious backstory memory stuff mm-hmm. don't do it authors just skip it just skip it yeah also a tedious moment of a uh, reading making like lascivious little mouth noises and Hest <laughs> thinking, oh, well, at least he's more creative in one way. Like, that was disgusting. Oh, like, yeah. Fuck yes. He's such a... Such They're a... both awful. They're, well, just, like, they're the worst. Clear... They deserve each other. He has clearly <laughs> defied his father by yes, taking Reddy with he's him. he's smuggled his replacement boyfriend on board. Who's gonna pay for that, Hest? Mm. I like that he refuses to eat his food because it's boring. same right (laughs) i do the same thing like i'm just so uninspired by this it's very cat-like behavior like where's the tuna (laughs) i've had this little soup three days in a row (laughs) this is a pate and i like it to be in shredded texture i like the little chunks and gravy those pates don't they they hate the pates my cat loves pate she well, doesn't get it very often. My cats enough. will le- lick all the boxes. juice off the pate. They'll lick it dry and not eat it. They My cat gets soup. nothing besides... They need a little soup. <laughs> they need a little soup. My cat only gets dry <laughs> kibble, so anything that's in addition to dry kibble, she's like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. They need a My little slurp My cat only eats kibble when she's starving. I'm starving. I will slowly <laughs> eat one kibble at a time over a half hour inside <laughs> myself. Okay, how did my cat grow to be, like, 22 pounds when all she ever got was dry kibble? Like, that, she, I guess she was, like, um, I mean, <laughs> she was, like, but... running over there. She's like, oh, it's food? I'm eating it. <laughs> I mean, Maine Coons are big cats in general. I don't know if they're, like, yeah, 22 pounds big, but, like, they're big cats. She should have been, like, 16 to 18. Like, the, the one time she escaped and was, like, living the street life and running all day every day, she got down to, like, 16 pounds and... You know, it's like this is probably what her healthy weight is. <laughs> her street weight is. Yes. Yeah. She weight. was really happy when she was a child. I chonk, can't wait till so. I get down to street weight. <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, what else just happened? Oh, right. Human jerky. So. Uh, Delicious. We got the uh, content warning on. Uh, is it? I guess it's cannibalism. 
We've been yeah, wheeling. it's cannibalism. It's a hundred percent cannibalism. Selden is definitely still a person. Well, I mean, the the wheelies were definitely cannibalism. If this well, were the wheelies, wheelies, or were the wheelies others? No, they were wheelies. Uh, I don't oh. think they had fish heads. They they said that they were men. He referred to them as men. They were like once men, and now they're fucking. Yeah, Whatever. if they were yeah, others, still, they wouldn't. Still there would be no it. question about whether or not they were men. And if they were others, they would be part dragon, and then he'd just be eating them. Well, he they might not know what an other is. <laughs> they had a giant fish head. I think so. They know so else. Now, okay. So now in a world <laughs> where we have humans, dragons, elderlings, pro- white prophets, we also, and others, we now have Slithermen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So did. Are they actually like not human, or are they more just like no? They're men that, so that have been degraded and tortured degraded to the extent and, yeah. that they live off of the dead bodies. Like yeah, exactly. They take, oh, they get to like take whatever clothing and like little bits and pieces they had, and then they also eat their meat because they're fucking starving to death. They've been turned into caged animals. Chelsea is awesome. I hope Tintaglia burns the whole fucking thing honestly when will buck keep invade but they make such nice lace cuffs that oh um, please we must preserve the last them chapter. For, for their slave made lace cuffs <laughs> they're, they're stiff and they hold the shape but they're itchy mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. i'm just picturing them. like that you know synthetic polyester uh, horsehair braid like <laughs> I mean honestly this is a completely fictional world so I'm like war <laughs> let's go <laughs> it's not real let's make it better um is that it did we get everything um we didn't talk about the uh love the... story going on on the oh timing. right the Tillerman oh, Really, there's Do you think something that Tarman about ships this, it. Oh, <laughs> there for is sure. Um, his uh, there's only one song in Tarman's head, and he sort of like dreams it at everybody all the time. Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> it is where we are. I hope yeah. his internal voice is Elton John. Oh, yeah, that's the voice that it has to be. 100% canon observation. Um, I mean, I think that's a, I mean, I don't know if it's a great match, but I think it's a possible match because this is a woman who is very preoccupied with how other people perceive her and mm -hmm. being perceived. And in being perceived by this man, he likes her. So. Mm I think it's really positive. Like Leftron has a pretty solid crew, so you know we we know Hennessy's good peeps. And like Leftron was like, he took one look at Hennessy's face. He's like, I'm not going to talk to him other than to say you need to like go talk to Rain about Court and this girl. (laughs) So, like obviously the guy's got real feelings. It's not just like, you know, nonsense or I'm. Well, and what's Leftron going to say? You can't do the thing I'm doing where I'm clearly. Yeah, right. Well, right. But, but I mean, I also think like that, you know, Leftern is maybe thinking like, wow, this actually looks like a sincere, you know, kind of like it's not just a, in fact, like passing infatuation or I'm just trying to get laid. Like it's legit. Like, oh, I really like this girl. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, also, yeah. if it 
helps distract Rain from asking what the plan is, then, you know, all the mm. better. Yeah, that too. I guess he can't talk to the boat. Isn't he supposed to be able to talk to the boat? The boat talks and the boat wants to talk. The boat doesn't <laughs> want to talk to Rain. Yeah. The boat has... Well, I mean, Left Turn can not always talk to the boat either. The boat is more clear. He used to be like, I you think know maybe you... only the new bits of the boat will talk. Ah. Because he never used to talk before. Tail yeah. talks think... with Tarman. Yeah, I think Sasuria <laughs> is talkative. Whatever the rest of Tarman is, is not. Do we think that the boat's the boat is going to catch up to them? Oh yes, we are yeah, definitely it's... in obvious boat because they they ride in the night and yeah, it always catches up. It's inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> Do we think that the existence of a tail and legs on Tarman implies the existence of a butt? <laughs> <laughs> I almost just had wine come out of my nose. <laughs> Definitely burns. <laughs> I go I'm... with a hard yes. There's gotta be I mean, yeah. There's gotta a be butt, a little the junk the in legs. the trunk. Yeah. I mean But what is the butt but the top of the legs? That's right. Yeah. It's one so there are legs, there are there's a butt. It's right? all one thing, yes. Yeah. Butts. But it depends is on if the tail and the legs are like one thing or if the legs come out of the bottom of the boat and then the tail comes out of the back. Yes, but where they all connect is the butt. I want a mothman ass on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was just reading a Cressley Cole book and they mentioned the mothman and the horrible uh vampire character said well the mothman's an idiot and I <laughs> excuse I me <laughs> <laughs> don't read cressley cole just because you heard me say it unless you are ready for uh a very adult situation exactly with mothman, <laughs> with mothman. <laughs> i'm interested now oh yeah she, I don't she, know. Okay, Cressley Cole writes like full on like romance novels with full on like dirty sex. Yeah. Sex. There's no fade to black there. No, they're called uh they're called what are what are these fucking books called? There's like a third Porn. Books. It's called porn. <laughs> <laughs> but they do have plots. They have like very porn has plots. Like immortal guardians or something. <laughs> oh, it's like, called Immortals After Dark. There it is. And there's like literally like thirty of them. And they all take place in a shared universe uh, that is, uh, the center is, is New Orleans. Oh. oh. Appropriate. They're, they're fun and they have, they have extremely batshit plots. <laughs> I think Elise would enjoy them. Okay. Uh, so Duke of Charleston, bad people, eating Selden. Was any was anyone actually like I was actually surprised that it worked that like even that Selden's you know scaly well, bits I, had enough did it magic. Work? It, was it like the placebo? Effect? It could have been a placebo effect. It could have worked. Even if it did work, though, it was short lived. So it's like, and it wasn't very strong. I don't know. 
I mean, I don't know. I felt like it definitely, like, was implying that it had some effect, and then I was really horrified. Well, there's some dragon blood in him, right? Because he had to drink a few drops to, like, begin his transformation. So, really, it's just that. So, yeah, I guess maybe it worked, but not... I don't know if... I don't think he should eat Selden. I definitely (laughs) don't think he should eat Selden. I don't think it's going to... I just don't think it'll last. (laughs) Yeah. And I really don't want him to keep Selden around as, like, a renewable resource for jerky. Like, yeah, you guys ever worse. see that episode of Farscape? It's scary. I don't like it. Where they eat the cap- where they eat the pilot? No. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, like, if he got this effect from just eating his flesh, and basically this was, like, kosher flesh, because they stored it in salt, and that would have drawn all the blood out of it. So he really probably didn't even mm-hmm. have any blood. He just had the meat. So if he really did drink a whole bunch of Selden's blood, maybe it would work. For a time. Well, don't tell Robin Hobb that. It's all stupid, it. because he's so old anyway like, i know i'm like does he sick, think he's gonna like, get to live forever like to what end is he really even sick or is he just old i mean i think no, he's, he's definitely sick old. like there's something okay but like how many just like regular old people can't crumple a piece of paper in their hand like, like all of them <laughs> no, no. <laughs> depends how old we're talking he has here, some underlying health issues there are 100 year old people who can walk around and do things like he he's yeah, and people okay. make YouTube videos because it's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, like he's clearly he's clearly got underlying conditions, but he's also old. So I just like I don't know what his plan is. He's just like oh, I gotta live long enough to have like a thirty first son that I won't kill this time. Yeah, I mean, his, his, so his daughter's like what thirty ish or something. So I don't know. What if spoiler alert? He's like twenty. And he, I mean, not 20, but like 20 years older than she is. And she's like 50. I'm like, well, that's not actually that old. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know. I mean, we really don't have like... any context for how old he is. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, let's go back to Fitz, who is around 35, Axe 75. <laughs> yeah. it's We got a, the dog years effect. <laughs> yes. But really... Was he tortured and killed and then reborn? Like, <laughs> back, came back into his decrepit corpse body. That's right. That's right. Fitz is. Fitz has a corpse body. Oh, poor Fitz. I I just like I like um that Which kind of begs here. the question, like why is he so okay, I'm sorry, back it up. So Fitz had an old man body until he was skill healed, and then he had a young mm-hmm. man's body. So this man's yeah, like on the super hunt for dragons when really he just needs somebody to skill heal him. But I guess that wouldn't be common knowledge, would it? But even if they skill healed him, would he be strong enough to take that? I don't know. Cause that like Fitz was pretty was... fucking like he was funky and very dying when he got pulled out of that jail. So true. <laughs> but like Have I know we that, ever like... seen an example of someone skill skill healing skill heal someone other than themselves or other than another skilled person? Well, ha- um, Hap. Wait, was that his name? Yes, because uh, uh, Fitz did it to Night Eyes. Not Night Fingers. Uh, sugar cakes. Sugar cakes. No, I mean the the nine fingered slave boy didn't. Wasn't there oh. some shit like with with that that was like kind of like it saw, but really it was like you know. Well, I mean that was the dragon thing, like, and the skill because Bolt was helping to heal. 
Quintero. That's all and skill, you guys. I know. Yeah. I'm saying right, she. Yeah. She said that it's you know it's going to take like all your reserves or whatever, and that's why he was just right. like, laying there forever because it's not just magical healing. It's your body is doing the work just all at once. I think that I think that you can. Well, Fitz did it to Night Eyes. Night Eyes doesn't have the skill. I mean, you could definitely heal, skill heal non-skilled. Yeah, non-skilled because Sugar people, Cakes. But... I'm forgetting his name, but you know, the guy who likes the sugar cakes. Who oh, has the Thick. Who Thick. All Thank the, you. The people he healed the, all of the people. The glacier, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That, I mean, yep. so, but the, a, lot, a lot of those people were from the Out Islands, which apparently is very strong in the skill. But, but I mean, we're assuming that every single one of those people that he healed was skilled. I think not. Yeah. But that's also, that's healing people who were injured, not people who are old and old. sick. Well, I think so, well but that's between... where we get into it, is like, maybe it's not just him being old and there is something in his body that could be perched. Maybe right, his sickness because... is cancer. Maybe his sickness is like a blood disease or something that could be... Excelled. Right, because both because Shrewd and Kettle and all those people used the skill to lengthen their lives a little. Right. Or in Kettle's <laughs> case, a lot. Shade's, a lot. Yeah, Shade's been keeping himself going for a while. Yeah, Shade's, uh, Shade seems might, might be getting a... He's got a really good plastic surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> Beverly Hills, nothing but the best. <laughs> He's like a hundred years old, dancing with all those young ladies. Get it. The point is that we would like the Duke's daughter to just murder him and be done with it. Yes, Wouldn't that be so nice? That would be amazing. <laughs> By the way, him Duke and Alex was murdered. Yeah. Like why no one has killed him yet is beyond my understanding. I have no idea. It just it takes like one like brave ins- soul. Like why isn't it just like country? one person who's like, I will, I will go down with this ship and like just fucking go for it. I don't get it. Like one of the slither men. Right. Yeah. Right. Just slither up there and eat him. Oh, we, we just got, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We got mail. I'm reading it. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking. The bird just arrived. Bird mail. Oh, speaking of, speaking of, if there was any bird mail attached to my chapter because it was the epilogue, I like did not do it and forgot about it. Oh, let's so, see. That we were doing I'm them like pretty up front, sure there so. is. And I. Ron. Oh no, there isn't. Not at the beginning, anyways. Okay. Well, I mean, there wasn't any at the end. I just was like, if they're, if whatever bird mail that was attached there to chapter... There is so, day seven of the fish moon. Uh-uh, where are you oh. seeing that? Right before... What? Oh, no. No, I'm oh, reading God. the last page, the Duke nodded to himself, blah, blah, blah. And the next page is epilogue, homeward bound. That's true. Okay. I speak yep, okay, the truth. You're good. You are. Sorry about that. Jeez, so what mail did we get? Uh, I will read it when we're done with the epilogue. Yay. Okay. Uh, and uh, Eli, are you doing that? For sure. Carolina? Go for it. In your best shadow voice. My best shadow voice? Unless you want to do chants. What's a shadow voice? What's a shadow voice? Or like... My sir, have you seen Homeward Bound? <laughs> shadow chants and sassy? I guess it's been sassy? a very long time. 
<laughs> That's one of those movies where dogs dies, isn't it? Oh, no, they, they all live. live. They all it's live. It's one where they all live. There is so a cliffhanger where you think he might die, but they all come together. He does it and you cry so Oh, you cry hard. so hard. Oh my God. Spoilers for the end of Homeward Bound. <laughs> it came out 35 years ago. Spoiler, spoiler alert for this movie that came out like we all watched when we were kids. It's a remake it's a, of a movie it's a, from the it's 60s. It's been 20 plus years. I do not remember. Oh my God. I just watched it like. Yeah, I've definitely so watched it this year. Watch... <laughs> I totally watched it because it was on Disney Plus and I was like, I'm going to have a good cry. And I sat there and I watched oh, Homeward Bound. It's so fucking nice good. Movie night. Oh, it's so good. Sassy Anyway, never shrimp. mind. Anyways, yeah, yeah read it however you mind. want. What voice is not belonging to awesome animals? Read it in your shrimp voice. Epilogue. <laughs> Homeward bound. <laughs> Elena. <laughs> we catch up with Tintaglia and Icy Hot hunting in some scrubby foothills alongside the desert where they've been sp- since spring. It's unclear what time of year this is or how long they have been there, which spring, which hemisphere... But that doesn't matter. Ice Fire has perfected the technique of flying so low he can come up over the rise and surprise even the animals that have learned to look up. He was hunting this way centuries before Tintaglia even cocooned. Which is probably why she can't do it very well. (laughs) But it's a nice reminder that he is an old fart of a dragon. Old before he went into the ice and now ancient. He remembers the old days but won't even talk about them or tell her anything useful or relevant like what actually happened or how life with the elderlings had really worked. She quickly reviews how elderlings moved into their chamber and how she seduced Rain and Selden to rescue her, as if we didn't read any other books with her. She misses Selden. Gasp! To Tagli admitted anyone beside her mattered, and his clear voice and tickling words, she wonders if he were dead or just beyond the reach of her thoughts. Oh well, he's probably died of old age by now. Even though she made him an elderling, humans, elderlings, so short-lived either way. Eh. <laughs> She's given up on finding any other dragons and on the deformed stragglers from Malkin's Tangle ever being real dragons. So she's stuck with the ice fart for a mate, even though he's pretty much sucks and she finds him unsuitable in pretty much every way except being a dragon. Honestly, she needs a little more Centaur in her life. If I can't have a Drake I like, then I will have none. Just now, she's having a moment about how hard it is to hunt. That arrow shaft really got lodged deep in her wing and hurts all the time. She can't get it out. Oh, Lord, it's starting to smell like rotting meat. Where's a damn elderling when she needs one? Ice fart lands to tell her she wants to hunt a little more. Well, she just wants to nap. And that she really ought to get that arrow out. Might be poisoned. Humans did things like that sometimes. <laughs> Took a human to undo human damage. Too bad humans. All, too bad all humans suck and we can't trust them, eh? Any more food? Says, t- says Icefire. Tintaglia asks if she should find her elderling, Small Ten Rain, to get their help. And Icefart says he's never trusted anything with two legs, even an elderling. But maybe the silver well at Kelsingra could be used for healing. Been there, no well, and no elderlings to draw the silver liquid anyway. And oopsie, maybe I destroyed every bit of that well in my last bit of rage while I was there. And I trust Malta and Rain. 
well, these antelopes aren't going to kill themselves. I'm going to hunt. <laughs> and I'm going back to the rain wilds after my nap, she says. Meh, maybe we'll go there later, he says. And in that way, in that way that Tentaglia can tell means he has no intention of ever letting her go there. And how she did not explode in a fit of rage right there shows either how much she has grown and matured or how beaten down she is by his low-key emotional abuse and negging. <laughs> He's leaning real hard on that, well, I'm the only dragon alive, so I don't have to do anything to keep her happy energy. <laughs> Tintaglia settles down to try to nap and can't get comfortable because, yo, that infected pustulous wound in her wing is only getting worse. And that is what gives her some clarity. That shit ain't getting better and she will only get weaker from here. She's not going to wait for that stale old fart to come back or waste any more fucks on what he thinks she should do with her life. When she wakes up, she's going back home, back to the elderlings, Rain with his strong hands and Malta's clever little mind. Please, oh please, fly over the trade route to Chalced on your way back and rescue Selden. <laughs> but he's a gnat, he doesn't matter. She's just gonna wave as she flies by. Yeah. <laughs> Selden! <Hey. laughs> she waves with her infected wing, maybe she'll fall. <laughs> Selden yeah. will be like, see, I am a, I am an elderling. There she is. Or like, if she knew you, she would have stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine, I love every time. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was to say, I love every time they refer to like the humans as like, oh, they're just like little gnats. Their lives are so like pointless and over so quickly. And it's like, they're really not. It's only been in four the context months of this book. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like I know, I know they're you know the your lives are longer, but like you haven't actually been alive that long. I think so, they just don't um... have a good concept of time. Like, no, yeah. it's like they, it's like the four months that have gone by is like fifteen to twenty years to this dragon. Yeah, it's I feel like there so there has to be a time distortion, maybe because of the way they carry old memories. Like they feel like they've yeah. like lives are longer, but doing the math on it. Like, if elderlings live a couple hundred years, there's zero, like, there's no way that's still insignificant to a dragon's lifespan. Yeah, like right? there's just, yeah. But it's also, like, you know how, like, little kids are, like, this is so important because, you know, this is, like, my whole life because I'm only, like, five. <laughs> you know, it's, like, I feel like this should be the same with the dragons because it's, like, all right, well, this this child has been alive longer than you have. At this point in time, <laughs> like, why do you think his life is insignificant? I do get it though, because it like if each dragon is like a thousand years, and then you have who knows how many dragons in your memories, you probably have, you know, tens of thousands of years of memories in your head, and an elderling is maybe a couple hundred years. It bothers me how dismissive they are. Yeah, it's rude. <laughs> Especially when they need them all the time. Yeah. Speaking of rude, Icy Hot is the best nickname for Ice Fire that <laughs> any of us has ever come up with. Shout out to Elena. Oh, you're welcome. I, I, obviously, I preferred Ice Fart, but that's I was just real done with him after this chapter. I was like, fucker. He's just, abusive. He's trying to tell her like... what she can and can't do and where she can and can't go. He won't even get her fucking help with like that wing. Uh-uh. No, done with him. He sucks. Feed him to the Duke of Chalced. Why not? Right? Let's go. Let's go. Let's have a good villain. He's eating a dragon. He's ready. 
Elena also the wins old, an award. The two for old guys a, can a, fight to the death. Say that again. Two old, the two old farts can fight to the death. Yes. Ice fire against the Duke of Chelsea. Slowly eat each other until they're, there's nothing left of either of them. Gross. <laughs> I was going to say, Elena wins an award for grossest uh, word used in the entire episode this week with pustulous, because that's fucking <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Ew. I have comments for spoiler section. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna take a spare. Okay. I don't even have to say it, you know what I mean. I oh I mean. dear. <laughs> Shh. It's fine, everything's fine. It's gonna oh, get we're worse. Oh. It's just you know, word choice. It's just a word she likes, that's all. Um so yeah, so uh, I think the most important thing is that Tintaglia is gonna go back to Kelsingra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. maybe Malta and Rain, maybe they get. What well, they she's need. gonna go back to Treehog. She's, and yeah, exactly. She's going to the wrong place. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine that Kelsingra's. It's what did Rapskell? How long of a flight is it? Three days. So she, well, hopefully half a day, she doesn't run into any days. Chelsidian poachers. Mm. Yeah, this seems like a poor choice on her part. Well, actually, is it though? Because I don't think it's a poor choice on her part. She doesn't have the information, and she just happens to be wounded. But well, also, Icefire is like kind of a creature of habit, and the only reason they got waylaid there is because he keeps hunting in the same fucking pattern, and she's going to be doing something completely different. So they're not nobody's going to expect her to be flying yeah. wherever she's going to be flying. Right, and then maybe these poachers won't be able to get any of their messages off quickly because all of the birds are in quarantine. (laughs) Yes. But also, if she were better connected with her elderlings, she would just be able to be like, hey, where are you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, do we feel like there's like a, a range limit on how far... Like that connection goes, or does it? I wonder. I was thinking that before when Selden's like, "Oh, she sent me on this mission," and it's like, "Well, then why can't?" But maybe she needs to be like open to receiving his messages or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe he hasn't asked. Maybe she never got to know him. Well, like Selden was begging for her. He was like praying to like his. Dragon Queen Tintaglia goddess to come and save him. Oh, she's not she? listening. Okay. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't have that uh, channel turned on on her yeah. you know, radio mind. She's tired of that song. She's on a different frequency. <laughs> Tintaglia. Mm. She wants a new song. She doesn't want to sing that song anymore. She wants the new hit. The new hit is "I've Got an Arrow in My Wing" and I really need these people. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, well, no, this is this is what it is. Um, She's a, she's going um, like that. There's the, I don't know how many country songs are there about like you know she's going back to her roots or she went all city and now she's coming back home and like <laughs> you know dyeing her hair blonde instead of you know goth dark and like wearing jeans and pick up you know driving a pickup truck again like there's that's what she's doing she's, she's going, going down she's home. going back home yeah sweet home Alabama <laughs> I was thinking. Um... The, the Major Tom song. Mm. That one also works. This is ground control to Major Tom. I'm coming home. 
Um, Sound controls. Oh, that right. Yeah, Rachel's going for the sequel song. I'm going there. for the sequel song. Yeah, yeah. deeper cut. Uh, so Tintaglia is on the way, hopefully, but obviously there's some. Um, she has a couple uh, hurdles to uh, to jump. It being hurt, she's injured. We don't know where she is, so it's probably a long way. And we know that Chelsea is hunting dragons, so that could be potentially mm-hmm. a problem for her. Selden is left a very bad situation. And uh, so are Malta and Rain. And... Although, if they say, you know, if they actually find each other, they can be like, yeah, we'll help you out with your arrow if you uh, make our child live. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they have a bargaining chip. Save my baby. But most important of all, and the worst of all, is that Hest is on his way to ruin Kelsingra. Oh. Is he though? His presence. I feel like. Very presence. <laughs> I just really want us to get there and, you know, think that he's gonna do anything worthwhile and then just see. I want Hess to get there. I want them to make it so that he can wander off the dock and just stand there and Leftern and Carson are just standing at the end of the dock. Yes. I just want the the new boyfriends to be like, no. (laughs) Welcome to Kelsingra. (laughs) This is not for you. Goodbye. Have you ever been punched harder, so hard <laughs> that you fall down? Because if I stand on one side of you and Lefter stands on the other side of you and we both punch you, it'd be like one of those clowns that just goes back and forth. <laughs> I mean, if there's anything that we've learned in these last few chapters of this book, it's that Hest is so incredibly weak. Like, he, I know. Yeah. I don't know why anybody would be scared of him. And I hope that Leftrin's murder count ticks up a notch because I, I mean, know, I kind of hope that Relta eats him. Oh, just, please. Just that would so, be so like, epic. Like, yeah. if, if Hess, like, sneers at his scales and is all like, ugh, I don't want you now anyway. And then Cedric is just like, Relta, food. <laughs> I can has cheeseburger? Yeah. <laughs> like, remember the last time I fed you a human? Here you go again. <laughs> or if he says Oops. anything off color about spits, but I'll just go like full fucking clown on his ass and, <laughs> and he'll just melt. Yeah, he'll just melt. Welcome to Kelsingrap. <laughs> he just spits everywhere. Then I just want him to come back to life and then get killed again. Oh. By like each person. By the deep magics. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, let's end this out here. Every episode prompts this be my crew, character introductions and exits. I feel like we didn't really get any intros per se. Other than like got, Hest's mother. Yeah, but we got some like new uh, expansions and some of these secondary characters like Tilliman and the Slithering. Gross. This, yeah. Wheelie the Duke. Man. Hest. Chasim. The, the, yeah, the, the Duke's daughter was almost an introduction because we finally got a glimpse of like what she's actually about. Yeah, she's got big sand snake energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like the book versions. The book versions, of course. I would never I would God. never so demean a person as to, as to compare them to the show version. Oh my god. Oh, this is the Vengeance Justice Fire and Blood crew, not the I will not repeat that line crew. <laughs> that exactly. I skipped that exactly. season. <laughs> Smart it's a, choice. 
It was an Emmy winning episode. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> Every <laughs> shady business adventures. Who is being shady? Hest. Hest is being shady. The council Alcid. is still being pretty shady, Redding. trying to demand things yeah. out of Leftrin. Is Redding being shady? I think, I think that he's based on shady. shady. I mean, I think that that's his whole his whole thing is just being shady. It's the. I think, I think he's mostly harmless, but it's that's just his a whole shadow thing. from the emptiness of his brain casting upon the space <laughs> around him. So, yeah. See, yeah, I, a lot I, of shady I, th- I thought he was just like you know, kind of take take him at face value. He's just a glutton uh, for the finer pleasures in life, or the not so finer. Maybe he likes, you know, obviously, obviously he likes it. You know, some of the down and dirty stuff too. He He's loves like, oh, a plain ass boiled oh. potato. He is there for it. <laughs> <laughs> potato. <laughs> I read. Speaking of, I read a romance novel in which the main character love interest thinks that potatoes are the most disgusting food. <gasps> Whoa. Scandal. And potatoes for dinner, I disagree. Potatoes are delectable in all forms. And you know what? I would eat a plain ass boiled potato and I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> there's Wait, there, there's another way to cook potatoes? <laughs> I'm not entirely joking. Boil them, slice them, stick them in a stew. Fry them, slice them, stick them in a stew. <laughs> I, I pan fried mine. <laughs> pan i love a pan fried potato and a good cast iron skillet i like um mm. mm-hmm. i like them anyway uh, there's a lot of chelsidians uh entering the uh the stage and not un- so many chelsidians leaving it not so many leaving and and also you know maybe it's not fair to them but you know they're mostly terrible so they are we don't have any any good you know there's not a there's not a birch among them so. I mean, the Duke's daughter is the only uh, promising one. I mean, but only because our, our the enemy of the of my enemy is my friend. I yeah. don't know if she's our yeah. She's it, like, she's still bad. She's just we, she, I, the jury's out. She, she has more awesome. potential than the yes. others. Yes, she's not immediately horrible. She's like not my... a man, so that gives her a leg up. <laughs> exactly. I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt. Uh, what a tangle! What are the dragons doing? Being dragons. Thinking that humans are worthless. Flying. Don't forget flying. 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 Forgetting how to be, or maybe remembering how to be a real queen dragon. Instead of like a sad, dependent, oh, I'm going to let that man make all my choices dragon. Rise above. Festering. (laughs) Rotting. Determinedly plodding onward. Boats. Why are they great? Butts. Because they got butts. Because <laughs> <laughs> they can make they can make two people fall in love. You get on, yeah, you step true. on the deck of Tar Man, and whoo, you are at risk. So we haven't talked Maybe about Rutland at all this episode. I have to say, we have to have a Tar Man area where people can ask each other to marry. We'll have what's the, like the oh. love? What's the like the love tunnel? Like the boat love tunnel? Yeah, yeah. We'll have one of those. It'll be the Tar Man. And I think that Leftrin should start hiring out or should start offering you know rides on Tar Man for like. Love so are you saying that Tar Man is swan shaped? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's With obviously the it has instead a of, it's a reverse swan neck. Instead of it going forward and up, it goes down and back into the tail. It's just a butt that looks at you. It's a butt. It's a backward swan. 
It's also got eyes on the front, though. That's where the butt is, though. I think we've created the ultimate beast. Um, uh, where are we Uh, dismantling the patriarchy badassery animal husbandry and expired fashions from Jamelia well uh, speaking of dismantling the patriarchy in Chalcid Chasm is literally trying she's Mm -hmm. trying Mm -hmm. I wish her all the best Fashions, mm-hmm. we just have elderly robes and lace cuffs. More elderly but robes. And, and also, don't forget that there were leggings. Leggings are very That's in true. right now. I feel mm-hmm. at one with elderly fashion. Moomoo's and, and leggings. Yep. Yeah, and, and, the, and the, the, the boots that sort of, like, conformed. They're, 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 I don't know, I'm picturing, like, kind of knee-high moccasin type yes, things. Yes, they were but, distressingly yeah. like those feet shoes. <laughs> Ooh. See, I yeah. thought of Which, the high tops in Back to the Future when he like hits oh, a okay. thing and they just go, they like strap up and fit him really nicely. Like that's where I went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was I'm thinking just mad yeah, that I'm... you made me remember those shoes existed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, they're like weird feet shoes. Oh gross! Remember, remember the like the the pool shoes, like the creek shoes that we would have. Yeah, that were, like, mm-hmm. like water aqua shoes, water shoes. Yeah, aqua yeah. shoes. Yes, like that. But on the bright side, they're being very uh, sort of, you know, non non gendered in their fashion choices. Like everybody gets robes, everybody gets bright colors. Like right, yeah. Raph feels like robes, I saw the leggings. movie. They were wearing this stuff too, and it looked fine. <laughs> I love though that she had that like moment of like weird, like gendered panic, where it was like you can't wear the the robe, you can't wear a robe too. Rap skills like, yeah, I fucking can because my real clothes are rotting off of me. <laughs> and and then and then he ends up like, you know, I don't know if I, well, like a nineteen seventies sort of like tunic thing and it's like he's like his chest is hanging out. It's right. like and his then shoulders he put look it all broad because like, oh, that V neck and she's like, hot. Oh, oh, you can wear that robe, yeah. can't you? You can wear the shit out of that robe. Wow. <laughs> This this place with the spa it was actually a hotel and they're all just wearing the complimentary <laughs> yeah there's a waffle weed <laughs> it's probably exactly what it was they're um, gonna get charged right, well, for those robes though so just watch out <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it for episode seventy five uh, next oh episode... what about the um yeah mail we got in the middle oh you want me to do the mail okay yes you're right sorry. God, how she it. was trying to end this shit real early at one thirty-five. It's like I'm nah, sorry, bitch, we don't end things early <laughs> here. We go for two hours straight. <laughs> we got, we we got a during a recording episode message on Instagram from Nicole, and it says idea. I love that Nicole now just messages us <laughs> like I had an idea. <laughs> Since the keepers aren't yet full fledged elderlings. They are just baby elderlings. Okay. Maybe we should call them elderlinglings to indicate <laughs> their diminutive status. Yes. That's or, perfect. I'm really glad I read this. Me or too. Maybe, <laughs> or maybe elderlinglets. Full-grown dragons Both make human... <laughs> Full-grown dragons make humans into elderlings, so dragonlings must make humans il- into elderlinglings. Nicole, you're a genius. Mm-hmm. Perfect. An elderlingita. Mm. I love it. Uh, yep. There's nothing uh, nothing better than that. So for our next episode, <laughs> we are moving on. 
No, no. Moving on to book four, Blood of Dragons. Blood. Little ominous. Going to read our normal amount of chapters, prologue through chapter four, and we do have a content warning on chapter one for some uh, brief discussion of suicide. So this has been Buckheap Radio. You can email us at buckheapradio at gmail and let us know if we can read your email on air. I'm Rachel, and you can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. I'm Alyssa, and I'm on the internet at alyssamainer.com. I'm Jenny, and you can find me at Faceless Prey on Instagram. And you can check out her drawing of rain. I posted it today. Ooh. Yes, apparently it's not lizardy enough. Apparently it's too hot. <laughs> Says who? <laughs> what? Too hot for the hot No job. such thing. Rain's the hottiest hottie in the yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. He's still he got is, scales and blue Mr. lips and blue December. skin. But he's got the mullet, and that's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like people, maybe they didn't notice the mullet. We need to point that it out. It's called out I in the caption. Oh, well, they need well to then I don't again. know what. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Eli, go. I'm uh, Rain, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay. <laughs> Are you implying that you're a hot lizard? Are you implying that you have a mullet? I'm blue. He's blue. I'm Ashley. You can find me on Instagram at Ladybird Park. <laughs> and I'm Elena. You can find me at Moth Elena. Okay, next up we talk about pustules and Abby's part two. Delicious. Safe to talk about postules. Do you want to talk about postules, or did you just want to say it, get it out of, the, get it out of your mind, and move on? <laughs> no, I just wanted to be like, we're gonna hear a lot more of. Oh words god! Like that. <laughs> oh god! Maybe we just rip out those pages and pretend. Okay. <laughs> Horrible. Um, so uh, the the part two uh, bird mail from Abby is. I just finished rereading Assassin's Fate, and it struck me that Fitz always describes the live ship slash dragon magic as similar to the skill and the wit, but not quite the same. We're told that people have the skill because somewhere back in time they had elderling ancestors. I think that the original elderlings had both the skill and the wit. I think that people originally inherited both, but the magics were eventually bred out of people similar to how some children inherit the skill or the wit and some don't. We know that there are folks out there with both magics, like Black Rolf and Fitz and Dutiful, and I think it makes a lot of sense that those with both magics struggle to use them separately. It's because they aren't meant to be separated. The point that sold me was the fact that the stone dragons are shaped by the skill, but awakened using the wit. Either the elderlings really left it up to chance that a wit user would just happen (laughs) to be around, or the wit was much more common in their time. What do you think, Abby? 
I think Abby's completely right. I think that's I think it. I haven't thought about this, but it sounds really good. <laughs> that's the one. I think, yeah, because it also makes sense because the dragons, like, use the wit. Right? Like, when they're, like, hunting, when they are... When they're helping the the dragons, like, all that stuff feels, like, more like wit than skill. But then the swirly eyes and shit feels like skill. That is such... Is there some connection, since we keep comparing dragons and cats, to the fact that cats can sort of talk to people even if they don't have the wit? Oh, right. Maybe. Just thought. I think that I think that like Hob thinks that dragons and cats are very similar and so when she writes cats she does that a little like tongue in cheek but yeah I think that's also like a clue. But how do you how do you merge it? Like what will what will it take or will Do you think that it would ever do you think that like that's the next prophet's journey? Do you think like if B gets her own. Bring the ma- magics back together. Yeah, to bring the magics well, back together now both. that we have dragons. Yeah. Because I wonder if we're going to get B books, what is her mission? True. What is their mission? <laughs> mm. I love it. It's great. I think that that's super coherent way to understand I don't know why they were separated except the fact that for some reason people just decided that the wit was too powerful and so they became ostracized and bred out somebody got jealous it's just weird that it didn't become like a a royalty associated magic like, like the skill did yeah. But by the time Taker showed up, it was already separate. True. Huh. I wonder what I wonder what the what do you guys think would have I mean, I guess it's just part of the prehistory that we don't know. A question to ask Robin Hobb at a panel. Oh, yes. Many questions that are better than than the phony tail question, but I still I still <laughs> It was a great question, okay? (laughs) It was a great question. That was our one question that we got and we asked it. It was important to us. (laughs) I just need to know how to do my hair, okay? (laughs) Um, What else is coming up? Actually, no. Let's end now. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to ride this early, early night. Straight into the grave. Yeah, sure, it's before eleven. I don't know what to do with this time. Yes. Oh, wow. It's gonna be. It's it's gonna work out because I'm I'm gonna have a hell week next week, and that way I won't I will not have to stay up till two editing. So. Yay! Cool. We should do this more often. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> we only had four chapters, so that helped. It helped. Well, it's really three chapters in an epilogue. Oh. So yeah, the epilogue that's... was just as long as our other chapters. That's true. Okay, well, if that's it, I hope we I, we agree with you, Abby. If yeah. anyone has any other in in comments or uh, theories as to how that came about or what B's mission will be, send us an email. Yes, please, Abby. Thank you for solving the series. <laughs> yes. Did it. 
Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.